Welcome back to TechStream, where we discuss moments of pull and push and voids that pop up as tech collides with our lives. So what are we talking about today? I'm presenting the challenges faced by a science fiction publisher in dealing with AI-generated writing. I'm intrigued by this AI sci-fi writing topic. And remember, I have a little more to share afterwards. So tell me what happened at Clark's World magazine. According to their website, they're a science fiction and fantasy magazine that's won Hugo Awards, and they're always looking for new content to feature, from short stories to interviews to audio fiction. In the case of Clark's World magazine, being open to public content and compensating writers 12 cents per word, their fairness to pay for content led to trouble for the publisher. With the ability of AI being able to crank out endless stories, I bet you can see where this AI writing tale is going. With friends who are film festival workers and others in publishing, I can tell you that submission fees were often used as a deterrent to control the overwhelming amounts of entries. But even that didn't stop the flood of lo-fi content from pouring in to try to grab the prize money. At Clark's World, they actually pay writers per word. And with AI language models like ChatGPT being too happy with sharing endless streams of fictional nonsense. Yes, I can see where this is heading. So the question is, is this a new problem for Clark's World? Actually, isn't a new problem. According to their blog, they've observed an increase in the number of spammy submissions to Clark's World since the early days of the pandemic. Up until recently, these were almost entirely cases of plagiarism first by replacing the author's name and then later by use of programs designed to make it your own. These cases were often easy to spot and infrequent enough that they were only a minor nuisance to Clark's world. But all of a sudden, since the start of this year, the cases have jumped over 4,000%. This tightly correlates to the release of ChatGBT to the public. 4,000%, that's huge. What can they do about it? It seems to be only the beginning of the battle with AI for publishing. According to Clark's World, there are tools out there for detecting plagiarized and machine-written text, but they are prone to false negatives and false positives. One of the companies providing AI detection services is actually also offering a tool to help authors avoid getting caught. Talk about playing both sides. But here's the thing. Integrating these third-party tools into the submissions process would come at a significant cost. And for the short fiction market, which typically operates on a tight budget. It's probably an expense smaller publishers can't afford. It's ironic how AI can empower more people to create content, yet at the same time, it could potentially drive smaller publishers out of business. These smaller outlets are often the ones who take a chance on new and emerging authors and content creators. But with the rise of AI and its ability to churn out content at a rapid pace, they may struggle to compete. This could leave only the giant monopolistic outlets in business who typically have little interest in giving unknown creators a chance. And as the AI gets better, these behemoths can fuel their own content with AI and totally shut out the emerging artists and authors. Some authors find AI to be a godsend to help them get past that moment of writer's block as they stare at a blank page. But as you point out, it is the opportunistic nature of people that can destroy the system for all. While some authors may use no AI or use it to get a little assist, in the end, there may not be a market for them. People can too easily be written out of the equation of content creation if both people and business seek out what is easy and most profitable to do. Technology has attracted its fair share of get-rich-quick schemers. These savvy opportunists have a knack for spotting emerging trends on the periphery and figuring out ways to profit from them. When it comes to the sudden influx of AI-generated content flooding the publishing world, it's worth asking, why now? 
it has to be more than the public release of ChatGPT because it and other language models have been around for years. But all of a sudden, there is this intense push into publishing. When you examine the situation closely, it becomes clear that the opportunity isn't on the side of small struggling publishers and it isn't on the side of the content creators who even before the AI writing craze were not able to sell their work to outlets. So Jay, are you ready for the twist on who has the most to gain at the moment? You got me on this one. Who is it that would gain from this writing AI stalemate? The digital hucksters who are really making money on the craze are YouTubers. They're racking up millions of views by hyping the idea that anyone can get rich by using AI to publish books. They use Amazon Direct Publishing as an example, showing how easy it is to author a book and post it for sale and make tens of thousands of dollars a month. However, their math is often skewed and the examples they show are never their own work for sale. Furthermore, the stats they use are for printed books rather than eBooks, which is what the YouTubers are pushing. Nevertheless, they push hard on the notion that publishing with AI as your ghostwriter will lead to riches. What it really leads to is views on their videos clicking up into the millions and the ad money they make off of their video views. So Lori, you're saying that at the end of the day, much of the hype around AI is focused more on getting clicks and views because that is where the quick profit is at. Isn't it true that hype and exaggeration are common when new technologies emerge? In many cases, startups and other companies will use new technologies to create vaporware or nowadays blockware and make exaggerated claims in order to attract investment and drive up their own profits. However, what's different about the current hype around AI-generated content is that it's being driven not by startups or hedge funders, but by slick YouTubers who are using ad revenue as their primary source of profit to fuel the rage. In effect, it's like getting paid openly for disinformation with the victims in this being smaller content businesses and the public who follow the YouTubers down the tech rabbit hole. Now I can see how a business like Clark's World Magazine could really be partly experiencing collateral damage from YouTubers seeking ad revenue through AI hype. But it is not just the magazine being impacted. Real authors are also being shut out of opportunities to make a living off of their real work. The unintended consequence of enticing individuals with get-rich-quick schemes and overhype is hastening AI adoption among those who may have otherwise been slower to embrace the technology. The potential benefits of quick and wider AI usage is that it does increase overall awareness of these tools. That is a good point. However, the risks associated with rapid AI adoption is that it can accelerate the clash of everyday practices and stress businesses beyond their limits, as seen in the case of Clark's World. What are some ideas regarding potential solutions that can benefit both writers and small publishers? While there are AI detection tools available, their high cost and the possibility of circumvention pose significant challenges. A more organic and human approach may be necessary for achieving success. Although this could entail additional time, the benefits could ultimately outweigh the investment. What do you imagine a human-centered approach to be like? To address the issue of people falsely presenting AI-generated work as their own, it may be worthwhile to invest time in truly comprehending the content creator as a unique individual. This approach could help prevent such misrepresentations. I think slowing down a bit and having a real conversation would be a good start. This one-on-one -on -one dialogue can be anywhere along the process. And knowing that this will be a filtering step, 
This can help curb some of the flood of generated content, and it can ensure trust between audiences, creators, and the media outlets. Putting the human connection back into the mix sounds like a good place to start. Artificial intelligence can play a huge role in this dialogue. Think of it as a matchmaker to authenticate the connection. When it comes to art, we should take the time to not rush through the process of knowing the creator and their art. I can relate to this perspective. Appreciating art created by visual artists and writers often involves immersing oneself in their world, and we hope to gain insights into their personality and worldview through their work they share with us. We should put in the effort to really get to know them. Navigating the creative arts landscape can be a challenging endeavor, especially with the advent of tools that simplify the process of producing written and visual content. Yes, it is essential to make sure we take actions to ensure that artists continue to have ample space to express themselves and make their voices heard. Yes, the hype and misinformation created by people seeking fame or profit can have real-world consequences, especially as we continue to navigate our evolving landscape of digital reality. Thank you, Jay, for this great discussion. And everyone, make sure you come back for the next episode of TechStream, where we will continue to discuss everything related to the fascinating world of technology impacting society. Those moments of pull and push and voids that pop up as tech collides with life. Until next time, I'm Lori Tennant, and I'll catch you on the next one.